0: Thank you so much for coming i believe that god is going to do a new thing in your life you know one thing i love about the christmas season is it's the winding down of one season and it's the beginning of a brand new thing how many of you guys are excited for something new in your life in 2021 yes It's the beginning. You know, Jesus coming to earth was a new thing. Jesus brought a new way to relate to God that would change our reality forever. And I'm so excited for new beginnings today. You know, last night we saw nine people make a decision to follow Jesus in our Christmas celebration. It was awesome. People deciding to go public with their faith. I'm excited this morning for brand new mercy. You know, the Bible says His mercies are new every morning. He's a brand new God with fresh chances. Mercy means chances you don't deserve. And not only just once in a while, but every morning he offers you another chance and another chance and another opportunity and another opportunity. He says, my mercy never runs out. It's brand stinking new every morning. He's the God who said, and Jeremiah, I think it is, behold, I'm the Lord your God who does a new thing. He's the God who takes the old and makes all things new. Come on thank you jesus how many would say god i'm ready for you to do something new in my life this christmas season Yes, yes, yes. Well, good morning and welcome to Hope. My name's Nate, if you've never met me yet. And if it's your first time here watching online or here in the room, we want to welcome you. You are our VIPs. We are so excited that you got up and you sprayed the snow and you came to church this morning. You could be doing anything, sleeping anywhere, but even if you're here and sleeping, it's better to be in the house of God, sleeping here than anywhere else. And I'm going to do my darndest to keep you awake, alive, alert, and filled with something Today, can we just go ahead and fill and or, or celebrate all our first-time guests in the house this morning, and watching online? We love you. If it's your first time, go ahead text one word "I'm a VIP" to nine four zero nine zero. We'd love to connect with you. Hey, again, my name's Nate. If you haven't met me, and I'm the lead pastor here at Hope, and it's an honor to be in these series. Um, this series is called Advantageous, advent We've been in a season of Advent, which is like the countdown to Christmas, okay? How many of you guys had Advent calendars growing up, like little plastic chocolates inside of little doors? I had those, and I always wondered, like, what was the point? Except for Santa's bag was like the bigger chocolate, the bigger piece of plastic chocolate. But I found out later in life that Advent actually means coming. Everybody say coming. And Advent season is a time where we commemorate and celebrate the coming of Jesus to earth. And he, because God came, because Jesus came to earth, there are so many advantages available to us. We have access to God like we've never had access to be, him before. And we have peace on earth with each other like we've never had before because of Jesus coming down. I don't know about you, but because Jesus came down into my life, my life went up dramatically. Because he came down, everything in my life went up. Because he was rejected on the cross, I have been fully accepted by God my Father. Because he bore my shortcomings, my sin, and my shame, I can now live shame-free. I mean, there are so many advantages because of his coming. Everybody say, because he came. My life went up. And it's his advent. It's his coming. It's what he done that has given us all a gift with a lift so many advantages in our everyday life you know when we come in here we hope this doesn't just talk to your super spiritual ethereal side where there's no practicality we believe that our God is powerful and practical he is powerfully awesome and powerfully practical and he can change your Monday through Saturday as well and that's what I'm preaching to this morning we're going to go to Psalms 103 it's kind of like our theme verse for this series and it says Bless the Lord, O my soul, and remember, forget not all his benefits. Come on, don't forget all the advantages of having Jesus in your life. And today's advantage we're going to look at from the story of the Christmas story in Luke chapter 1 starting in verse 26. Don't, don't be sad. This is going to be fun. You guys ready? I say that because we've been in this verse for the last three, three weeks together. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. Nazareth means nowhere. That's right. Translated uh, Gabriel to nowhere. Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Who was Mary? No one. Okay, so he sent his very best and brightest, Gabriel, to nowhere to talk to no one. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joe, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, you're not just no one. You're a favored woman of God. The Lord is with you. Whoa, did you know that you're not just a no one from nowhere, but God's favor is on your life? Well, that was last week's talk. Come on. Confused and disturbed by the favor of God, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor. So she's frustrated, confused, disturbed, but guess what? She's still favored. Everybody say, still favored. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, or Jesus. He will be very great, called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord your God will uh, will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never, ever end. Mary asked the angel, how could this happen? I'm just a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. Perfectly clear, right? How it will happen. Will it hurt? Is it going to be uncomfortable? Well, don't worry about it. It's just going to happen. He's going to overshadow you. So the baby will be born to, uh, to you, it will be holy, which means set apart. He'll be called the Son of God. I'm just trying to have some, some fun. We've read this story before. How many of you guys have read this story before? <laughs> don't really worry. It's not sacrilegious, I promise. What's more, your relative Liz has become pregnant in her old age, past the years of pregnancy, past the years of being able to give birth. She's been barren. It used to say, people used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. Come on, that's something worth shouting over. Come on. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel took off. Now, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. I love it. Right after this happens, she gets up and she hustles with haste. Ever say, take haste make haste and entered the house of Zacharias to greet Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Woo! These are some first encounters of the Holy Spirit. Here it is. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women. Don't you love when people get excited about what you're excited about? Don't you love when people rejoice over what's happening up on the inside of you? and blessed is the fruit of your looms no wombs right the fruit of your womb we are blessed come on you are blessed this is why why could this happen to me why am i so favored that the mother of my lord should come to my house i didn't invite you I didn't ask you, I didn't call you, but I feel favored because you showed up uninvited and unannounced. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears as Elizabeth, the babe leapt for joy in my womb. Something stirred in me. Something got excited in me. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment. Everybody say, she believed. She believed. Because Mary believed, there will be fulfillment. God is going to finish what he started in you. Because you believe, there will be a succeeding of what has started in you. Faithful and just to complete it. And those things which were told to you from the Lord. Get excited. Because you believed, I'm here to tell you this morning. Something he started, he is going to see through to thee. And, and all God's people who were believers said... Amen, I believe. Let it be so. So today, we are looking at the advantage of being chosen. Chosen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I've been chosen. Now, everybody wants to be chosen. You might say, eh, it's not a big deal if they choose me or not. But I remember as a little kid, lining up and picking teams in dodgeball, and I always wanted to be the first that was chosen. I had a wicked strong arm, and I loved pegging other kids. And, man, I was like, choose me. You want me on your team, right? Being in class, I remember being a little kid. I saying all of us want to be chosen. We've all had opportunities from the teacher. I remember when being the line leader. Anybody remember the line leader? I was the line leader, and I got to tell everybody what to do for a whole day. I love being chosen for line leader, okay? These are my issues. Maybe not yours, but I love line leading, okay? interviewing next to four kids at the age of 16 at Wegmans. All five of us are sitting on a bench. These four kids did not get chosen. I never worked with them, trained with them, saw them again. But I was one out of the five in my slot that got chosen. Everybody say, I love being chosen. We all want, desire, love to be wanted, needed, and chosen. And the Bible says that we've been chosen in Christ from before the foundations of the world. He picked you and he picked me. So let me take a minute and lay the foundation. For the case biblically of why you have been chosen, this is not elitism. This is not better than you ism. This is simply God selecting you from the rest and when he chooses you you are not like the rest. Isaiah 46 God says, I am the Lord your God and there is none like me. I know the end from the beginning. He's a God who knows the end of your life from the beginning of your life and he chooses you knowing what you can be, what you are able of, what you're going to be, knowing what he's put inside of you potential wise to become everything that he has for you. You've been chosen. You gotta understand the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. That means steps that have not been taken yet. How many guys say there's a next step for me? Man, I can't leak. For next week next week is going to be next step talk we're talking about next steps that God has preordained from before the foundations of the earth for your life God has ordered your next step so God has to be out in front of your life if he knows what next step is there for you to take there has to be a reason that God wanted you there has to be a reason that which you've been apprehended for the Bible says you have been apprehended God got a hold of you for a purpose that he has for you come on there There is a purpose to you being picked. And there's a plan laid forth. If God orders your steps, there is a plan laid forth. God told Jeremiah, I ordained you before the foundations of the earth. And when you were in your mom's womb, I already ordained you a prophet to the nation. I gave you a job and a place. I gave you a place and an audience. He said, I knew you before you were even born. That word new does not mean to casually be acquainted with, but it means to have intimate knowledge of your entire life's potential. While you are still an unborn baby in the womb, there is an instance after instance after instance where God has laid out the fact that you have been chosen. I want somebody to shout in this place, I'm chosen. I want you to know that God has chosen you. He could have picked anybody. I came to stir up somebody who feels like you're just waffling through life, floating by life at random. There is a purpose, there is a destiny, there is a reason behind your life. God has chosen you for more than meets the eye. You have been chosen. You need to tell the person next to you, I have the advantage. Because I've been picked. I've been chosen. I'm not just nobody. I'm somebody to him. I'm not just anybody. I was put here by God with a designated plan. And there's something that only I can bring into the world. Do you believe that? There is something that he has chosen for me. Not because anybody else could do it. But he's called me to do it. Because he chose me to do it, I can do it. Shout yes if you believe it. Come on. Thank you for being with me. We might be... Few and far between, but we are fierce. Come on, few and fierce this morning. Before I get to the Christmas story, I just had to tell you, lay a foundation that you have been chosen. doesn't make you better than the other people. The Bible says, many are called, but few choose to be chosen. That's the way it's translated. Many are called, but few are chosen. And the reality is, a lot of people don't want to go through being chosen because there is conflict when you have been chosen it's a healthy conflict. It's an awesome conflict. It's an advantage conflict, but it's a conflict nonetheless. It's not just Mary and Joseph. It's not just Elizabeth and Zach. It's you and it's me who have been chosen. God is no respecter of persons, the Bible says. So if he can do it for Zach, he can do it for you. If he can do it for Joe, he can do it for you. Joe's an average Joe. If he can do it for Mary, don't think of her as some cathedral or some statue. If he can do it for little 16-year-old Mary, he can do it for you. If he can do it for two old elizabeth he can do it for too old you come on he has chosen you and it's for you you didn't just choose god god chose you you didn't just say yes to god god said yes to you before you even got started all the promises of god have always been yes and let it be so even before you got started and there are so many advantages to being chosen let me tell you but the problem with being chosen is You don't get to pick the parts that you like about being chosen and throw away the parts that you don't like about being chosen. There are conflicts that come with being chosen. Go ahead, write it down. I don't want you to miss it. Conflict, good. Conflict equals creative. (laughs) Conflict equals confidence. Conflict equals shaping something better than I could make by myself. Come on now. I still think it's an advantage that God has chosen us, even with conflict, because something that comes with being chosen is you're not like the rest. That's so beautiful. Mary is in the prime of her life, a teenager. She's dating. She's engaged to be married. She's planning a wedding. Families are looking forward to the big day. I mean, this is a really big thing. And she's got responsibility from going from a 16-year-old girl to being somebody's wife and carrying a household. This is coming to her. And here the angel comes and interrupts all that and says, you've been chosen by God. You've been chosen. And when he tells her God's plan, it does not coincide with the season of life that she is currently in. See, I love God's calling because it always challenges my comfort, always challenges my ability. If it doesn't feel like a call up, it's probably not God. Decisions she's making or anything she's planned for herself do not align with where she's at in life. They're dating. They're going to get married. At a certain time, they plan to have kids with each other. We talked about this last night. No one else involved. It's not like a surrogate marriage. It's not like a surrogate birth. No Holy Spirit birth. Just Mary and Joseph having babies. That's the way it's supposed to happen. And God comes and says, wait a minute. You're going to have a kid. And then you're going to keep dating. (laughs) And then hopefully you get married if he doesn't throw you away. Not like the rest. Every other girl, she gets engaged and she gets married, and then sometimes they have babies. But this God says, isn't gonna be normal. You are chosen. So here's what's gonna happen you're gonna have a baby, you're gonna keep dating, long distance relationship, you're going to see your, and then he's gonna stay here and work on this stuff. But you're gonna be dating, and then maybe you'll get married. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane? I know from my own life story that it can be frustrating when God comes along and says, you're not doing it like the rest. He tells you being chosen is going to mess up your pathetic plans. Has anybody ever had God break a plan or two? Thank you, Jesus. And you were frustrated when it happened. You fought like heaven when it happened, but you were free as soon as you surrendered. And it turned out way better than you thought it would have been had you got your own way. I'm glad God didn't answer some of my prayers. I'm glad I did not marry so-and-so. I'll tell you what, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. I'm glad his plans are better than my plans. If I had always gotten my own way, I would be up a creek without a paddle. you got to understand, God will interrupt your plans because you're chosen. He will not always give you what you want because he's got better than what you can see or perceive in front of you. And believe me, you want him to because what you see is so limited and, and, and corresponding to what he has for you. It's so different. It's so different. Everybody say different. The Bible says the people who try to hold on to their life Actually, end up losing their life. But the people who lose their life, who surrender their life, they find a life to the fullest. That's us, people of hope. The greatest thing you can do when God brings you an interruption is to do what Mary said lay down your life and say, Not my will, but yours be done. Let it be unto me according to your plan. Why? Because you have a God who knows what's inside of you more than you know what's inside of you. He knows your potential more than your potential. He believes more in you than you've ever believed on you on your most confident day i'm telling you he knows what you're really capable of and he knows that purpose will be the place of your greatest fulfillment he's not just interested in convenience and comfort he's saying i got better for you than normal and sometimes we think we know better than god but if god is challenging your plans today with plans, other plans that might be ruining your plans, I would just go ahead and tell you from experience, you're going to lose that fight. I want to encourage you. Be happy when you lose that conflict. Don't be Jonah who's got to go down to the bottom of a sea in the fish or a whale's mouth to, for God to prove to you that he's going to win this fight. God is undefeated when it comes to you versus him. He will always win that fight. Don't make him take you to whale university, okay? Okay? To show you that I will win this fight. It's close to Yale University. That's the joke. Joke landed. Okay. Yale University. Whale University. I'm telling you, don't fight with God. Just lay down your life and say, God, if you call me to something great, that great city of Nineveh, that's Jonah, great city of Nineveh, how about the worst city in the world the way I see it? Go to the great city of Nineveh and tell them to repent. Tell them to come back to God. And what Jonah is fighting is actually what he was fashioned for. I want to tell you, lay down your life. Give it away. you give me what he has if you give him what you have. That's what's so great. The great exchange is you take all of my nothingness, and I get all of your amazingness. I want what you have for my life, not what I can manufacture, manipulate, or make happen myself. I am so limited. Have you discovered yet that you are so limited? And even in all your greatness, you are out of control. Let me remind you that you are teaching your kids at home So much of this year, you don't have control. Let me remind you that you you are are now being, different things are happening in our culture where you have no control. I'm telling you, there is conflict when it comes to being chosen by God, but it is good. One more time, let's say conflict, healthy. Especially if you believe you know yourself better than the one who made you, it's hard. But for Mary, there's conflict. I don't want to have a child now. I don't want to ruin my plans. I'm not even married. I got my friends. I don't want them talking about me. I've got short-term goals. I know where I'm going to live. I'm decorating the home that I want to live in someday in my mind. And you just come messing up my stuff. Yeah, but you're chosen, Mary. You've been chosen, people of hope. The Bible said this troubled her. She was troubled. Why? Because what I saw in my future and what this angel is saying to me are in conflict. It's a conflict. See, when God touches things in your life you don't want him to touch, and when God births the unexpected, even though it might feel unexpected, there are so many blessings in unplanned pregnancies, unplanned unexpected, unplanned things in your life, so many advantages to being surprised by God. I say, God, you can surprise me, you can blow my mind anytime you want. I like the unexpected happening in my life. I like something bigger than me interrupting my plans. Sometimes God brings things into your life unexpected. They're things that you didn't sow for, you didn't believe for, you didn't ask for, pray for, speak over your life. They're just the unexpected blessings of God. I mean, at this point, she's troubled, but a little bit later on, she will be transforming the world. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to put up with a little bit of trouble if I can transform humanity for the rest of its existence. If I can split time in half and birth God on the planet, come on, I'll put up with a little bit of trouble. I can do trouble to transform B.C. to A.D. People's eternity. She will change human history as we know it. Don't feel bad for Mary because she's chosen for greatness. I don't feel bad for you that you're chosen. I don't feel bad for you that it's inconvenient. It's the best thing. It's the kindest thing that God could have ever done to your life is step in and interrupt your plan. He is so kind. He's blowing up a predictable, powerless life plan, a pathetic life plan. It's so predictable what this girl's going to do. She's just like every other girl until she's chosen. Powerless, pathetic. anybody frustrated. With your limited ability, your limited capacity on your best day, it's so predictable, it's so powerless, and it's so pathetic. I say, God, you can have all my predictable, you can have all my powerless, and you can have all my pathetic. God, I am hungry for you to intervene. God, I need you to intervene. God, I need something more than meets the eye to happen in my life. I am not just going to suck air on this planet one more second. God, will you do something to interrupt my normal? Take me out of my smallness. Take me out of my predictability. God, I am hungry for what you have for me. That's bigger than what I see in front of me. Come on now. Our perspective, you got to acknowledge. If you know who God is, you see that your perspective is so limited. And you're giving it up, but it's nothing. You're giving it up, but it's not a big deal. Don't feel bad for being chosen. So she's found what God had, a better plan, right? The second advantage of being chosen is she found better friends. So, man, if I'm chosen, I get a better plan, <laughs> way bigger than my plan. Higher thoughts, higher ways, higher plans. And then I get to level up all my relationships. Are you kidding me? This is like the best thing that's ever happened to my life. Her next conflict is be, being chosen is in relationships. There is a relational conflict that ends advantage Mary. You know, what do you do when God has chosen you? And you have something placed on the inside of you that nobody can relate to in your circle. Nobody can relate to in your life. I mean, how did she go back and tell her circle of teenage girlfriends in 10th grade, I'm a virgin, but I'm pregnant? What does that conversation sound like? The truth is, all these teenage girls will never understand the fact that she has been chosen. I mean, she could talk till she's blue in the face. They will never understand. They'll be like, okay, Mary, how? How did it happen? What did it feel like? Tell me what's going on. Oh, I'm with a child. How did that happen? A spirit did it? A spirit impregnated you to carry you in high school to carry a baby? Okay, well, you just lost all your friends because they think you've lost all your mind. There is a relational conflict to the people that you are currently living with when you know that you've been chosen. And she is about to level up relationally. Thank you, Jesus. That her hand is being forced to not be okay with mediocre and average and normal as a 16-year-old girl. I'm not sure if this is good for her mental health. I'm not sure if God knows what he's doing. How is she doing emotionally, spiritually, physically? How's her physiology doing? I'm not sure if it's, God, are you sure you know what you're doing? You're going to destroy this girl. It's too much too soon. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm the best thing that's ever happened to her. And losing her teenage girlfriends is about to change her life but everybody has an opinion, don't they? I don't know if this is safe for you. I don't know if this is healthy for you. When you're chosen, I don't care what you think or what you know. I understand that God has not called you. He's called me. And what you can't handle, I've been created to handle. And I know what he puts on me. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Advantage, Mary. I feel so bad for her. She's about to lose her childhood. Those were some of the best years of my life. High school, senior year. My God, you can't pull me out in 10th grade and give me a baby. You're ruining the best years of her life. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you if high school was the best years of your life. But I'm telling you, so many people live there. You need to understand it's pathetic. I'm being kind to you when I say that. Everybody say, patheticville. What God has in store for you, Mary, is so much better than losing 11th and 12th grade and all the people associated with it i'm telling you god has something better advantage mary advantage the chosen people of hope and now she's gone from conflict of god messing up her plans to a relational and social conflict at work in the hallways she's going to be one who walks through town everybody starts whispering oh my gosh do you see what mary did at the well they're talking about her you are like, man. I think she cheated on Joseph right before the big day. She's carrying a baby. Now Joseph's confused. He's thinking about divorcing her. Her family, his family, is going to be split, and she's got to explain her dilemma to everybody. See, when God chooses you, you have to explain your dilemma to people who will never understand being chosen, and they're going to look at you and say, "You crazy? Whatever God thing's going on, I don't want any part of it. This is nuts." You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever related to Mary there, family, friends? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm I'm worried about you. Are you in a cult, Mary? Like seriously, this is crazy. You're doing what? How many times? Who's in? Tr- What's going on there? You know what I'm saying? I know some of you are married to people who are like, I don't know if that's good for you, honey. I don't know. I hate when you go there. You always come back different and happy, and we're not that happy. You know what I'm saying? Something going on here I don't like it see when God chooses you you got to explain your dilemma socially to people who will never understand until they experience God doing something in them it puts you in relational conflict for those who cannot relate to where you're going they can't relate and those who cannot relate to your future she is forced to level up relationally and it's the best thing that could have ever happened to her it's to her advantage I want to tell you the holiday season is coming. I want you to understand, people of hope, that there are people who can relate to your past. There's even people who can relate to your present. But you need to ask yourself this Christmas season, do you have any people around you that can relate to where you're going? Because does anything else matter? Do you have any people around you that can celebrate what God's doing in you currently? What God has put in you not in the last 20 years, but right now. Like, get excited about what God is doing in your heart. I said celebrate, not delineate, not push down, not mock, not laugh, not diminish what God has put inside of you because you're chosen. What do people in your world do when you try to explain that God is doing something inside of you? What do they do? The advantage of being chosen is that you find better friends that actually celebrate what God is conceiving in you i want to ask you can the people who you are with now go where god is taking you tomorrow that's a relational bomb, dropping bombs i'm asking you can the people you relate to now help you get to your tomorrow who does that for you see a lot of us don't want to embrace god's plan because we don't want to lose lame friends we've been friends with them forever But listen, I don't want to be better than anybody, but listen what the angel said. Your old relative, a different generation, Elizabeth, is now six months with child. She is now six months into her impossibility. See, God doesn't come to give you a better version of yourself. He comes to bring you into an impossible version of yourself. It's not like 2.0, Joanna. It's like impossible Joanna. Does that make sense? He's not looking to improve your life. He's looking to totally transform your life. He doesn't take old and make it better. He takes old and makes it new. Come on. This is the God we serve. Your old relative, Liz, is now six months, six months into impossible living that you're headed for. She understands what God is trying to do something inside of you. When he is, it changes everything. People think you're crazy. She's six months into carrying something that she's been chosen and called to carry. Mary. And the Bible says that Mary arose with haste. Everybody get up. Get some hustle in your bustle today. You got to get some hustle. Anybody that's doing anything that matters, they're moving faster than the average bear. Come on. We want to be people who make haste the next morning. We don't wait and pray. We don't wait and talk about it. We get up and go. We get up and grow. We get up and force ourselves. And it says, and she made her way to go to Elizabeth. You don't, you don't get the way made for you. You don't get the invitation, unexpected, uninvited. She made her own way. She made her own way to level up her relationships. She got to Elizabeth. You have to make a way to find new friends. Well, nobody likes me. That's not true. Everybody loves you. Well, nobody wants to be a friend. That's not true. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Well, I'm not really much to bring to the table. No, you can make a difference. Oh, my God. So she says, you got to make a way to find new friends, girl relationships don't happen on accident they didn't happen on accident when when mary was finding elizabeth and they don't happen in the foyer on accident or when you're picking up your kids on accident they don't happen on accident you make relationships happen you understand that well how do i make friends be friendly that's the most complicated thing in the world isn't it Show yourself friendly, the Bible says. Make a way today to connect to people who are excited about what God is doing in you. On the chats, online, in the house. Make a way to be excited about somebody else and what God is doing in them. When you have the advantage of being chosen, you have to be ready to start new relationships and say, que Sarah Sarah to some old ones that have no understanding of what's happening inside of you and cannot help you take your life to the next level, where you go to them. You go to new relationships, you put them in priority, you pursue them with urgency, and you put yourself in their space. You go find friends, and you show up at their door, and you say, I'm here. Here I am. I want to learn from you. You're six months into what I'm just starting. It's uncomfortable. You don't know me. We're not that close. I saw you last Hanukkah. You know. But I'm here. Mazel (laughs) off. I don't know what this. I don't know anything about that. That's insulting. I'm sorry. I really apologize. Why would I do that, pastor? Because they can relate to what God started in you. They can relate to what God has put inside of you. I want you to go to Elizabeth's, Mary. I have opened up her womb also. The chosen are connecting to the chosen. She is six months carrying something impossible just like you. See, the problem with the angel, he didn't speak to Joseph. Well, he did later, but not at first. He did speak to Mary, but not Joseph. But with Elizabeth and Zach- Zacharias, Zacharias, the angel spoke to Zacharias, but didn't speak to Elizabeth. And Zach couldn't believe what the angel was saying. So the angel told Zac- Zacchaeus, I- I've got to shut your mouth, bro. i got to shut your mouth, dude. And you will not talk until the day the baby has been born. Why? Because the Lord is trying to do something, and I can't let your unbelieving mouth speak against the promise in your wife's womb. I will not let your unbelieving speech slow down what I've started in her womb. Liz lost a close friend for nine months, too. Why? Because she was chosen for something great and her best friend Zach was there to hold her back. Don't hold me back, Zach. Thank you, Jesus, for an angel that shuts some mouths. They lived together, had a happy long life of marriage together. Guess what? He was a good Christian man, clueless. He was in the synagogue. He was in the temple when the angel spoke to him and said, you're going to have a baby. Good Christian husband, always there for his wife. They could never have kids. She was barren, blah, blah, blah. But when it happened, he said, no, it can't. And guess what? She lost a friend for nine months. He was there, but he was silent. He was dumb. I think that means silent, right? He went dumb because he was dumb. When it was his chance to speak faith, he spoke death. Dumb gets dumb. And he still was toxic, I want to tell you. He's a good man, a good Christian husband, toxic to what God was doing on the inside of his wife. Toxic. I don't think we have that kind of angel power. Some of you need to separate yourself. I don't think God's shutting all your, your friends' mouths up, your spouses' mouths up. you got to separate somewhere and protect the seed that is growing and started inside of you. Say, nothing can stop this. It's all the way up. I need you to get it. There's an advantage to pursuing people who pull what God is doing inside of you, out of you. Chosen people. Do you understand that your mouth, people of hope, is the power of life and death? And you know when God has put something in you, you've got to be able to speak it out of your mouth. Whether it seems believable or unbelievable. Whether it seems achievable or unachievable. Whether it seems sustainable or unsustainable. Whether anyone else around you can celebrate it or see it or not. You can't put death on your potential. You cannot speak death over your promise. you got to be able to speak life to make sure you can birth it. I want to say at this place of hope, we speak life and blessing only. We will never tell you what you can't do and why it won't work. We will always tell you what you can do. All things through Christ who strengthens you. We're a dream developer. We're a destiny appointment we say yes and amen to the promises that God has put inside of you so the angel shut his mouth because what happened in your wife was a miracle Zach and I'm not going to let you kill that miracle and hold her back and the truth is some of you need to quit killing God's purpose with your mouth and others of you need to create some space between you and people who are always complaining that's right I said it complainers doubters Doubters, slowing down what God has put in you. I love how Elizabeth, when she hooks up with Mary, she says, blessed are you who believed. We're believers. I'm believing too. We're both believing. This is why it's going to work. This is why something's leaping inside of me because you're not a doubter. You're not a naysayer. You're not shutting me down. You are a person who is a believer. I need to get myself around some believers, some life speakers. I have lacked encouragement in my life. My best friend doesn't get it. My husband doesn't get it. Nobody gets it. But we got it together. We can believe together. And where two or three touch on anything believing, they will receive it. They will achieve it. Something will happen beyond the both of them. Come on, slowing down what God put in you is not your friend. Anything that's trying to hinder or stop or slow down what God started in you, they are not your friends. The angel shut Zach's mouth because he just couldn't believe that an angel could open his wife's womb. Shut mouth open womb. And until the day this thing is fulfilled, you have no voice in your best friend's life. Until the day this thing comes to pass, you have no voice in your best friend spouse's life. Elizabeth needs to say, I'll catch up back with you in about nine months. You get what I'm saying today? Are you catching me? So Mary's got a fiance that won't quit asking her questions, probably a little insecure because his girlfriend's pregnant by some other other thing, right? And I know I saw the angel, but then she just took off. And I got a lot of questions. So he, he's like, where have you been going? Who are you hanging out with? Elizabeth has a, a husband who can't talk. So one won't shut up and the other won't talk at all. So no encouragement. Mary's being scrutinized. Elizabeth has no encouragement. She's having to go through her being chosen in silence. And then Mary, I don't think you guys can relate to Elizabeth. Suffering in silence. Next to your best friend who just doesn't get it. Suffering in silence. That's hard. So here comes Mary about to encourage Elizabeth. Here comes Elizabeth about to encourage Mary. She's having to get through it. And Mary finally makes it to Elizabeth's house. And when she opens the door, she sees Elizabeth. And Elizabeth looks at Mary. And all of a sudden, the babies in their wombs begin to leap. Who do the chosen talk to? Where do you go when you know God has put something great in you? And very few people understand or relate to your crazy. What do you do when you're broke and you know that God said you're going to be blessed? And for you to say it out loud out of your mouth, all the people that know you would think you're ridiculous. That's crazy. Where do you go when God says, I've chosen you for success, but all you've had is repeated cycles of failure? Where do you go? And who do you talk to? Who do the chosen talk to? I'll tell you what they do. They go find other people who are chosen in a place of hope and refuge. A place of joyful anticipation and life-building faith. I like to say, welcome to Hope Church. Welcome to Hope Church Online. This is a place where we will bring you joyful anticipation of what God has started in you. When people who are chosen find other people who are chosen, the thing that connects in me and the thing that's in me connects to the thing in you. And all of a sudden, the promise in me starts jumping up and down. And all of a sudden, the promise in you starts jumping up and down. Why? Because I'm chosen and you're chosen. And although nobody else can relate to us, I relate to you and you relate to me because I've got something unseen in me, but I know it's real. And you got something unseen in you, but I know it's real. And you know what to say to bring it out in me. And I know what to say to bring it out in you because we both know what it is to be ostracized relationally, personally, socially. We both know what it's like to do our own plans and get them totally shattered and accept god's plan and purpose all i needed was one moment to connect with one person who understood who i am and what god's doing inside of me we got something in you we got something in me and when i get this thing around you it starts to bounce baby bounce bounce with me bounce with me come on my baby starts to bounce my baby starts to leap something stirs in my spirit that i can't shake When I get into your presence and when you get into mine. Some of you may have had months or even years where nobody has inspired you. And today, you felt like no movement's been happening on the inside of you. But today, I call that dream back to life in Jesus' name. I command that thing to live again in Jesus' name. I call your calling forth again. You can't outrun the one who is after you. Come on, where some of you have felt no movement in your dream, where some of you have no movement in your purpose, I'm telling you, I command that thing inside of you to live. Live in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout, live in the name of Jesus. Turn to your friends, say, live in the name of Jesus. Come on. We believe that. We receive that. I want to say, this is a place to find people who will pull the best out of you. And when you know you found that person, you know it because the thing inside of you won't stop jumping. You can't quit. It won't quit jumping. The reason I come back to this place of hope is because there's people in me that pull something. People around me that pull something out of me, and it won't stop jumping. And when I talk to you, there's something that pulls something out of you that won't stop jumping. And every time you get around those people of destiny, it comes alive in you. And you believe in me, and I believe in you, and you believe in him, and he believes in you, and she believes in her, and her believes in her. Oh, for the people that have the power to make your baby jump. You know what? God started, God started. But there are very far and few between people who have the power to make your baby jump. I'm not diminishing or belittling what only God can do. But I am saying it's very hard to find people who will do what only people can do. Come on, I'm saying, oh, for the people who have the power to make that thing inside of you jump. The thing that God started to give you inspiration and pull through and not quit on what God has started in you. And nobody else seems to understand. You got to find it, and you gotta to go to the door and say, I'm here, I'm ready to level up. There's something about your life. There's something about the impossible working in you. There's something that doesn't make sense. I know you didn't invite me, I know you not know me, but I want what you have. And I believed in something when everybody else left Jesus. You know, I'm thinking about Mary. Because I see Elizabeth, who's an older generation, just be six months sliver ahead of where I am starting. I'm telling you, people of hope, we need the older generation to give impossibility a dream in the younger generation. To say, what's impossible for me is possible with God and you're going to see something that you're scared of. I don't know about you women, but when I, I would say when my wife was first pregnant, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of video watching, a lot of traumatic activity a lot of training, a lot of mas or lamas I don't know what it is. It's intimidating to go through what everybody says is excruciating painful. The hardest thing. One of the hardest things. And you know what? Because I level up in relationship, I'm not as scared anymore. Because I was around somebody who was doing impossible, I'm not as uncomfortable anymore. You give me hope for my future because you show me the impossible can be made possible barren can have a baby holy spirit can have a baby and you've given me hope to dream out of my league you give me hope to believe for something that's better than i feel like i'm worthy of mary knows mary knows she's got issues i mean she's pure she's a virgin but she's got issues She's got insecurities and she's got brokenness. But you have given me permission to get past what I'm not to become who I really am. And because you believe in me, I believe in me. And because I believe in you, you believe in me. There's something about this relationship that just says you have permission, permission granted. Believe for bigger. Go for greater. Don't settle, sweetheart. You can do the impossible. I'm not calling you to be a better version. I want you to be the impossible version that only God can make happen. You got this, honey. You got this, sweetie. Come on, we can do all things with Christ on our side. We can birth the impossible into our generation. We can change our city. We can change people's lives. We have the capacity to do what we think is impossible. Something about generationally giving people hope. There's something about being in in, in the middle of impossible and giving people impossible hope. I want you to be those people that say, yes, permission granted. You know, when everybody left Jesus, he asked Peter, he turned to Peter and he said, Peter, are you going to leave me too? And Peter said, where am I going to go? Jesus, you alone have the words of life. Jesus, you're the only one. When you talk, the thing inside of me starts to jump. When you talk, I start to dream again. When you see the potential, I start to walk in purpose again. I mean, I am rough. I am uncut. You do not want to hang around Peter before Jesus is in his life. He is not a sweet guy. He's got issues. He's got problems. But you see the potential past my problems, my pain, my my purpose. You see what's going ahead of me. And you know that I'm going to preach to thousands of people and start the early church. God, where else can I go? You make destiny jump on the inside of me who else could i listen to what other level up could i make What other relationship could feed me you hold the words of life you hold the key to my destiny i'm following you no matter what said the denier right and then he followed and he followed and he made mistakes and he followed you make my baby leap jesus Hebrews 10.23, we're going to close with this. Let's hold fast to the confession of our hope, people of hope. Which translated, let's hold fast to the thing we can't see, but we know it's there. Let's hold fast to the impossibility that doesn't make sense and we can't see, but we know it exists and it's real in me. Without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And God's word to Mary will never fail. And God's word to you never returns void. That's what that Christmas story says. God's word will never fail. He is faithful. Verse 24, and let us consider one another. So that's great. Jesus is good. He's amazing. He's awesome. But let's think about each other for a second. Let's consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let's stir up the ability to dream, and for impossibilities to come true. Let's stir up love, good intentions, and works, good impact. There's a difference between intentions and impact. We want to be those people who stir up good intentions in each other, but also make a good impact together. Because impact is where the rubber meets the road, and our life is transformed. Let us stir up each other to love and good works. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Turn neighbor say, stir it up in me. Stir it up in me, not forsaking, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some. I don't care what virus is on the planet. I don't care what is going on around us in our nation. Let us not forsake the getting together. Elizabeth, I'm here. I got to, I had to get to your house today. I had to get to your house God I had to get into your house and assemble with like-minded people who know it's crazy but I'm not crazy it's in the manner of some. here it is but exhorting one another you know what exhorting means you can do this I know it looks crazy but you have got this I'm celebrating I'm not delineating what God is starting in you I'm gonna exhort one another We can't abandon assembling together like some have, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the end day approaching, the day approaching. There are several different interpretations, commentaries of what day approaching means. Some of us think of the return of the Lord. But let me put it to you another way today. There are so many birth dates inside of you. Dates with destiny. For some, They've been in it six months and they got three months left. For others, it's just starting and then they're nine months. But there is a birth date for Elizabeth and there is a birthing date for Mary, and this thing will come to pass. This thing will happen in Jesus name there are several different birth dates happening in this room where God has an appointed time for something to be birthed in your life and he said let us not forsake the assembling together assembling together is so important listen I'm here in this house Elizabeth's house to stir your baby you are here to make somebody else's baby bounce what if somebody needed you today and you stayed home because it was a slippery snowy day What if you were assigned to make somebody else's dream jump and you missed your assignments? Because one of the million squillion reasons that Corona has kept you out or Elizabeth's house wasn't available that day or something came up in the morning with your child's runny nose. Well, I just wanted to stay home. There was crazy things happening. Don't worry about jumping online this morning. We'll catch it later in the week. And you never catch it later in the week. says, No. Fight for higher relationships. Fight for for advantages that are made available in Christ Jesus. They don't happen on accident. Make haste. Get to the house at all costs. Make your own way to the house. Elizabeth needs to be connected with older generation to younger generation. This impossibility needs to connect to that impossibility. Don't forsake the assembling together however you can. He says, make sure even more as you see the birth date approaching. Make sure you get together because destiny is on the line. Why do we get together? Because we relate to one another. You have been chosen. I have been chosen. We all know that we have been chosen. Again, this isn't weird. This is biblical. And the people outside of the realm of being chosen do not understand what God is birthing on the inside of you. It is imperative that you find people that you can relate to online, in person, having something on the inside of them that hasn't been born yet and is not 25 years old and still not producing. It makes the miracle jump inside of you when you get around current impossibilities, current realities with Jesus. We need to spur one another along and stir each other's passion for good impact through what God is trying to bring through us. I confidently declare to you today, you have a birth date approaching in 2021. You have a birth date approaching in this next season of your life. Whatever it may be, you have to be a part of the birth date. Something new is about to come out of you. God, would you do a new thing? Would you save me from my limited self? And you can't afford to be casual about this assembling together thing you've been chosen you can't be casual you've been chosen you got to hustle you got to hightail it out of there you got to make haste you can't be casual being chosen you need to connect with other people that are about to give birth to what God's put in them you will not be moved you will not be shaken you will not fall away you not grow cold you'll be hot fervent ready to fire on all cylinders Because the Holy Spirit is making something bounce, making something bounce. Who do the chosen talk to? Other people that are chosen. Other people that are attracted to impossibility. Other people that believe I can and all things are possible. One of my dreams is to be kind of pastor that helps make that God thing, that God put inside of you, spring to life. I want to serve people in a way where we can see dreams brought back to life. We're broken can be made whole again. We're desperate can find a desire again. Where you just get up, you're not depressed. You have a desire for life. You're not just cold, you're hot. You're ready. And maybe you're the only person assigned to somebody else's baby here at Hope. Maybe you're the only person watching online today. It matters that we are together and chatting. Come on, let's not forsake the assembling of the saints, the chosen online and in the house you are here for a purpose this christmas season come on people know where you've been they might even know you in your present or the people this christmas season that you get into relationship with help you at all with where you're going come on we have been chosen and it's a major advantage that you don't want to be casual with in this advent season be intentional with it make haste to the house of god